Welcome to the Faith Connections Podcast, a partnership between the Foundry Publishing, Nazarene Discipleship International, and Holiness Today. Welcome to our study this week of Proverbs chapter 10, verses 11 to 14, 18 to 21, 31 and 32, and chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. My name is Scott Rainey, and I serve with the Church of the Nazarene in the area of Nazarene Discipleship International, or NDI. This adult Sunday school video lesson is provided in collaboration between the Foundry Publishing and NDI. The Sunday school lesson is intended to support the local church's efforts to make disciples who make disciples. Please feel free to use this video in any way that helps your church or its families. Today, we begin session four of five lessons on holy living. In this series, we've considered what Christ-like attitudes should look like as we pursue godly wisdom. We looked at holy virtues found in Scripture and discovered that they originate in God rather than in humanity. Therefore, godly virtues are a reflection of His Spirit living in His people. Last week, we noticed that holy living should radically affect the way we view our finances and the way we steward godly resources. As we enter week four on instructions for holy living, we will discuss the use of our tongues, our lips, our mouths, and our hearts to understand how holiness should affect our communication within the church and in the world. We have all encountered people with whom we do not see eye to eye on certain topics. Indeed, many topics today in our world and in the church can lead to nasty dialogues, particularly on social media. News media and companies truly thrive on controversies, not knowledge or wisdom. Controversies attract our attention. People often chase inflammatory statements and outlandish claims, so commercial media sites thrive on placing those events in our social media stream. Our lesson for this week is intended to help followers of Jesus dialogue in a Christ-like way with those with whom we might have a disagreement. In fact, our spoken and written words, especially in the midst of conflict and disagreement, have the power to point toward or away from God. Let's take a look at what the author of Proverbs has to say about godly communication in Proverbs chapters 10 and 15. Proverbs chapter 10, starting in verse 11. The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. Hatred stirs up conflict but love covers over all wrongs. Wisdom is found on the lips of the discerning, but a rod is for the back of one who has no sense. The wise store up knowledge, but the mouth of a fool invites ruin. And then skipping to verse 18. Whoever conceals hatred with lying lips and spreads slander is a fool. Sin is not ended by multiplying words but the prudent hold their tongues. The tongue of the righteous is choice silver, but the heart of the wicked is of little value. 
The lips of the righteous nourish many, but fools die for lack of sense. And then verse 31, from the mouth of the righteous comes the fruit of wisdom, but a perverse tongue will be silenced. The lips of the righteous know what finds favor, but the mouth of the wicked only what is perverse. And then skipping to chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise adorns knowledge, but the mouth of the fool gushes folly. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere, keeping watch on the wicked and the good. The soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. Every culture uses internal organs to account for the outward behavior of people. In our passage today, we have a poetic feature called metonymy. Metonymy is used when a word that is associated with something is used to refer to that thing. For example, a crown might be used to refer to a king or a queen. We might say the crown did this or the crown did that. What we're really saying is the king did this or that. In our passage today, the author of Proverbs assigns body parts, tongue, lips, and mouth to represent speaking or communication as a whole. Another example of this is found in ancient Israel. For Hebrew people of the Old Testament, the heart was the motivating center of human personality, the intersection of the will, desire, emotion, and intellect. You might remember that Jesus himself said that our mouths speak what our hearts are filled with. Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. Today, in modern Western cultures, the motivating center is usually considered to happen in our brains or our minds. In the end, what we know is that what a person says comes from who that person really is. And we must acknowledge that our words truly do have power. Speech is a common topic in the book of Proverbs. In this chapter, uh, specifically Proverbs chapter 10, it is mentioned in 25% of the verses. As we look closely at Proverbs chapter 10, verses 11 to 14, in each verse, we see a contrast between the words of righteousness uh, the words of a righteous person versus the words of a wicked person. Interestingly, the words of both people, the righteous and the wicked, have power. The words of both persons flow from what is within him or her. And the words flowing from within the person can either give life or bring death. So let's take some time to break this down. I want to start with the words of the unrighteous or the wicked so that we end our section at a high point, at a good place. Verse 11 says that the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. Their words, the words of the wicked, promote violence, distrust, disrespect, and disharmony in the lives of others. Those who stir up conflict and disagreements within communities, turning friends, into enemies, do so because they actually hate others. 
that may sound strong to you, but that is exactly what the writer of Proverbs says in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 12. Hatred stirs up conflict. This conflict has the power to create division within families, communities, and entire nations. This power draws its strength from hatred within the human heart. Such hatred causes people to act in destructive ways as Satan leads people away from the blessings of life that only the Lord can give. Can I caution you today to be leery of people who use their words to cause division in God's church? This divisive speech is coming from a place of hate in their heart. Speaking of hate, Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 to 19 says this, There are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. In contrast to the words of the wicked in these four verses are the words of the righteous. In the book of Proverbs, three things are described as a fountain of life. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, Proverbs 14, 27. The teaching of the wise is a fountain of life, Proverbs chapter 13, verse 14. And now in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 11, the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. This beautiful picture makes clear that reverent obedient to God, obedience to God is the way we communicate in the way we communicate is as essential to righteous living as water is to survival in the desert. The words of the righteous, like the words of the wicked, have power. The right words spoken at the right time in the right way actually promote life. Has someone ever spoken life-giving words to you? There are so many times in my life where Christ-like people have said exactly what I needed to hear in a specific moment. It has certainly happened recently to me. As the NDI General Convention and the General Assembly of 2023 concluded this past week in Indianapolis, Indiana, after 10 exhausting days, Father's Day appeared out of nowhere. The cards I received from my wife and daughters were like a fountain of life to me. It has not been 24 hours since I received them, and I have already read them numerous times. I think it's fair to say that these Father's Day cards will not be thrown away anytime soon. What makes these words so wonderful, so life-giving, is that the words of the righteous come from a heart of love, not hate. Hate doesn't speak the last word. God's love has the power to overcome all of the hatred and wrong created by the conversations of the unrighteous. This is why the author of Proverbs is able to say, love covers over all things, all wrongs. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 12. The supernatural love we're speaking of now originates in the heart of God who shares divine love with his children. They, in turn, serve as channels for God to reach out 
to others with his love. While the heart filled with hate attempts to divide others with its words, turning friends into enemies, the heart filled with love does the opposite. Out of love, these people are quick to offer forgiveness of wrongdoers with an attempt to turn enemies into friends. They don't condone wrong, but they deal gently with people caught in sin, like said in Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. These people are willing to quietly endure personal offenses, seeking to reconcile rather than to humiliate those who, who offend and mistreat them. One of the greatest challenges of the Christian life is to learn to walk as Jesus walked. He was often so very quiet. He was listening a lot, listening to the Father before he spoke. John chapter 12, verse 49 says, For I did not speak on my own, but the Father who sent me commanded me to say all that I have spoken. Think about this as an area of spiritual growth for all of us in our communication. If Jesus lived, certainly as an example to us in the way we should live, what would it look like in your life and in my life if we only were to speak what the Father told us to speak? The picture I just described is God's will for you and me, and it speaks most clearly to the words of the righteous in Proverbs chapter 10. I don't know about you, but I need to grow in this area of my life only saying what God wants me to say. Jesus, let my words be few. May I think about my thoughts before I blurt them out. May I only say what I believe you want me to say. Oh, if God's people were to live in this way, think about the fountain of life we would be to others. Words are powerful, but words are also a window. Jesus, in his earthly ministry, reminded us that the words we speak and the choices we make in life are a window into our soul. In Matthew chapter 23, verses 25 to 29, Jesus taught that people can use words and act in ways that appear to be righteous, but when examined more carefully, reveal a heart filled with greed, self-righteousness, hypocrisy, and wickedness. He explained that what was needed was for the inside of the person to be cleansed so that the outside view for others would also show transformation. In reality, what is in the heart will eventually show itself to the world. The way to make the outside actions of a person righteous is to have that person's inner heart made righteous. Our Proverbs passages teach the very same message. The words we speak and the choices we make in life are a window into our soul. A heart filled with hatred leads to lies, gossips, and slanders. Such people often make their case by talking on and on, by multiplying words, according to Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19. I'll never forget my first class with Dr. Alexander Deasley, professor of New Testament at Nazarene Theological Seminary back in 1998. Dr. Deasley was from England. He had a slow drawl to his voice with a British accent. 
as a new student trying to soak up what the professors were telling us, I was thrilled that he spoke so slowly. I thought this class will be so easy because Dr. Deasley won't be able to get through much material at this pace. Boy, was I wrong. I had more written notes in Dr. Deasley's class than in any other class at NTS. Why? Because every word Dr. Deasley said was calculated and important. The author of Proverbs is teaching us that a multitude of false words never add up to the truth. The wise exercise restraint in speaking and writing. Fewer carefully crafted words are so much more valuable than the multitude of words designed to confuse those who are listening. The righteous speak honestly and to the point. They hold back from exaggeration or filling the air with meaningless words. Their Christ-like conversation is valued like silver because people enjoy listening to what they have to say. The conversation of the righteous nourish people's hearts and minds. In our final section of scripture for this lesson, Proverbs chapter 15, verses 1 through 4, we see that words bring results. We're reminded in Proverbs 15, 1, that a gentle answer turns away wrath. Now, within the context near this verse, this simple statement, a gentle answer turns away wrath, might be an answer to a question raised in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 35, the verse right before it. When a servant doesn't meet the king's expectations and the king's fury is released, how should the servant act? We're instructed by Proverbs to give a gentle answer when the king's fury is aroused because such a response may turn his wrath away. The second part of verse 15, chapter 15, verse 1, states, but a harsh word stirs up anger. In the same way, this statement might be a warning to kings to be cautious about how they show their disappointment over inevitable human failures. When your servant or your employee doesn't measure up and you're tempted to get angry, remember, a harsh word stirs up anger. Similar instruction is found in other wisdom literature. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 15 says, Through patience, a ruler can be persuaded, and a gentle tongue can break a bone. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 4 says, If a ruler's anger rises against you, don't leave your post. Calmness can lay great offenses to rest. The reality is that both winsome style and truthful substance matter in effective communication. Persuasive speech requires factual knowledge, Proverbs chapter 15, verse 2, an emotionally appealing delivery, and a trustworthy speaker. We must remember that God hears our every word and keeps record, verse 3. The unseen God sees every situation and knows the true inner character of all people. God knows what goes on behind palace walls. He knows the behavior and motives of kings, servants, scribes, citizens, and immigrant sojourners in every nation. Someday the words we use will come back to bless 
or condemn us. So be careful what you say. Our words matter to God. Our tongue wields incredible power to bring results, either good or bad. A tongue that offers soothing or healing words promotes abundant life. A tongue filled with dishonest words crushes listeners' spirits. Our every conversation can promote or hinder God's name and mission in our world. We must seek to speak in ways that honor God, for he can use such conversations to further his work if we'll allow him. Are you willing to allow Jesus to disciple your speech? We all need this to be a holy people. Let's seek his spirit to help us today. Thank you for listening to the Faith Connections podcast. If you wish to order Faith Connection materials for your local church, please visit thefoundrypublishing.com. If you've enjoyed this production and wish to hear more, visit holinesstoday.org slash podcast or find us on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts.